What's up, everybody? It's Michaela. So my new job here is opening up because, unfortunately, I'm on a podcast with two rookies. So today we have a very special guest. I mean, our guests are always special, but this one's very special. We have Ray from Italian Enclaves. Thank you so much for the introduction. It's great to be here. And I'm here with my co-star, Rocco, and my co-star, Sabino. How you guys doing? Yeah, so she rough. thinks she's on cloud nine right now. <laughs> Let's get this thing going. So this is your first podcast in the San Sabino Society. Absolutely. And that's the first thing I wanted to say. What wow. better way to do the first podcast in our new studio, our new high-tech <laughs> studio with I, Ray. I like it. It's spacious in here. We have a lot of dope stuff around us. Saints, I proclamations, <laughs> paintings. You know, it's funny. Um. You know, uh, if you guys haven't checked out Italian Enclaves, it's exactly where we are right now. Like, we have an old banner from 1932. Basically, the society we're involved in. Um, we're involved in Our Lady of Snow and St. Sabino Society. And these are both mutual aid societies that people from our hometown in Salerno, when they came here, it was basically like a community of people to help each other. So, like... All these Italian immigrants had that one doctor, the one accountant, you know, who was a iron worker or, you know, all they these different. pretty much everything for their fellow Italians. Yeah, like they would help them buy a house, you know, exactly. such and so, so forth. It's so funny you say that. The mutual aid societies were there to pick up where the government left off in a lot of ways. Um, in this day and age, uh, there are quite a few things in place for um, incoming new Americans or immigrants. Uh, to get on their feet and so forth. Back then, these things didn't exist. In fact, the trials and tribulations were so much that um, one had to have a sponsor here and so on. So there yeah, exactly. To jump that's how our family. Yeah, that's how our family got that's here. Family My uh, nono's sister, his older sister, sponsored, sponsored the him. whole family. And so came seven, seven kids from Italy. So your family of seven. You come one of eight. One the one oldest one. got married and stayed. stayed there. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> she, how often does she come here or vice versa? She's been she's here, been here like two or three times. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Married. She got married when she was 16. Yeah. And her husband was like nine years older. It's amazing. Now that is not allowed. Very <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I really like this, this place a lot. Um, we have meetings here every second Thursday of the month. And it's always character. It's like. All these old school Italian guys from the same town as me, and they argue with each other over the same thing every single month. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that before. Yeah. And it's no matter where you go. The same thing, uh, you know, in any society you walk into in America, whether it be Chicago, uh, Missouri, anywhere in St. Louis, for example, uh, you, you tend to have the same sort of things going on. It's just a different uh, address and zip code. You know, it's funny you mentioned the, um, the other society. Um, I was just there not too long ago, uh, Our Lady of the uh, Snow. So, no, I saw you posted pictures on Facebook, honestly. It's, uh, thanks. Yeah, it just it was an amazing experience. And to be there uh, and have the opportunity to sit down with uh, Joseph San Pietro. He's a legend. A, a real honor. Yeah, sure is. He's a legend. He actually just stepped down. 
from the board. He's been on the board for. I know. I was at that meeting too. And he, he was, like announced he that. that he was stepping down, and everybody was just devastated. Yeah, Nick Nick Lavea took his yeah. position. Nick's there. a good guy. So though. Joe Sampietro, right he's how old is he? Ninety. I think he's in his nineties. He's ninety three going on thirty. Yeah. Guys right. got more energy he's, than him. <laughs> he he does like a bunch of things for the society. Like when we do the book, he like collects a bunch of pages for the society. He's a past president. Um I believe a Vietnam veteran. Yeah. Like, he was in World War Two and Korea. Oh, see? And you're that's right. So not even not bomb. even Vietnam, World War Two. Yeah, the guy the guy is just a a living artifact. And yeah. he's a living relic, you know, he's just incredible. Offered so much to our society, still contributes. He was a detective uh, for so many years, had an amazingly uh, a successful career doing that, and then uh, became a neighborhood fixture and, and linchpin and, and backbone of the neighborhood. Yeah. And it was amazing. And, 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 he's still, and he's still doing it all as if he's 30 years old, like I said. He, he's, he's amazing. The guy has, so he has more energy than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you do it? I don't know how you guys do it, and I must congratulate you and, and take the opportunity to thank you for having me on. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, what you guys are doing is great. Uh, you really are the, I would say, the best conduit to reaching the Italian-American millennial sort of generation. You know, thank I was you, actually going to bring that up during this podcast when uh, we had our phone call and you said that. I thought about it. I'm like, oh, that's what I got to strive to be now, like push forward the culture for the next generation of Italians and... You know, a lot of times, how you doing? How are you, Larry? <laughs> there he is. So, yeah, so I'm just trying to push forward uh, the culture. And, um, yeah, Larry, the president of society, just walked in. And that's a li living legend, too. So, um, yeah, when you, when you said that, that's exactly what I thought, though. Like, a lot of people, when they see our page, they'll say, like, you guys just joke around. You're not real Italians. And I'm like, listen, you know, a lot of what Instagram is, is like a lot of young kids are on Instagram too. And we actually like want to reach the young kids just so they could learn to be proud of their culture also, you That's know? Super important. That's why we've been like posting a bunch of videos on our YouTube because I see my little kids, they're three years old and they're posting, like they're on YouTube all day looking at these like things. And I'm like, we got to push this forward. Well, you're the you're the voice, and it's amazing what you're doing. Um, it's just reaching, and it's and it's uh, it's resonating. Clearly, you're having success with it. Your numbers are growing, and and they're a testament to the fact that there's an audience out there that appreciates what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I wanted to talk about your page a little bit. So, what made you start Italian? It's a great question. So Enclaves. We were just joking around before we started recording, right, about how you guys knew about Bensonhurst and uh, Diker Heights, for example, who, which happened to be larger Italian neighborhoods within Brooklyn uh, by de population density and landmass. And meanwhile, all these years, we never knew about you guys down here in Williamsburg. And it's just a phenomenal thing. It's kind of funny. So you take that concept and you scale it out across the country and it applies because not all Italian neighborhoods know about other Italian neighborhoods. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And what's funny is I went to high school in Astoria and nobody knew Williamsburg until we moved out, like until like basically all these hipsters came and now everybody knows <laughs> Williamsburg. So like when I went to my high school reunion, everybody was like, oh yeah, you're from Williamsburg. And I'm like, you didn't know that 10 years ago. Yeah, there was some transition 
uh, between the Williamsburg of today and, and the Williamsburg of 50 years ago, the Williamsburg of 20 years ago, a lot's changed and you peel off the, uh, the layers of the onion and there's a different neighborhood every time you peel off a layer. It's funny, though, um, you asked about how I came about doing this, and that's precisely how. I was fascinated by the fact that there are other Italian neighborhoods out there. And then when I saw a lot of the institutions around me that were closing uh, where I'm from, and Bay Ridge at one point, according to a 1950 census, had a 50% uh, Italian uh, uh, as the you know, uh, country of origin for people, um, there were f about 50% of the people in Bay Ridge, and that's a huge neighborhood, were of Italian descent. So when these places started to close, I asked myself and a pal of mine, I think this is happening everywhere else. And so we set out to find out. We traveled across uh, Connecticut, uh, New England, uh, all the way down to Baltimore, everything in between that we could really figure out to be Italian-American neighborhoods. And it was hard to really distinguish and find them, and we were able to do it by locating the churches. And it's so funny, we're here at the San Savino Society today, and this neighborhood has always been centered upon you know, the churches. In it. You know, basically we're the bridge right now. Like, we got to bridge the Italian-Americans to really be proud of who we are. Not because Larry just walked in, but he really, like, devotes himself to the San Savino Society. Larry, how long have you been president? So Larry's been present for 25 years. He goes to Sansa for St. Sabino. He's like a celebrity when he goes there. <laughs> Everybody invites him to the house to eat. My job. <laughs> eat all day. Not eat all day. That's it. That's all you, you could do. Italy, all you do is eat. So, yeah, basically this is the first time we're doing this here. But usually I do it in my house. So because I'm, you know, I got to. So I. Yeah, I, we walked in and I see the tiles are being done in the front. Yeah. Uh, look at that. I got some more stuff, some artifacts. We found artifacts that date back. Here, Larry, come over here. Come over it's here. Like, it's like come over here, here, Larry. Oh, I get my, I got no, no, there's, there's no, no, there's no video right now. It's just audio. Okay, so not, not everybody has Larry, a haircut. Hop on this mic, Larry, if you don't mind. Oh, man, I'm a fucking boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, this is my sister, Larry. You know me. This is Ray. This is Ray. I know them. They come to the shower. You're good. You're good. Especially this one. This would actually been perfect with video too. Larry walked. Yeah, Larry walked in. By the way, so like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this again. But I asked Larry about a week ago. I was like, listen, Larry, you mind if I use Saint Sabino to do some. Uh, podcast and he looked at me and he goes what's a podcast <laughs> so i'm like it's like a radio show he's like yeah do whatever you want just you know clean up by yourself so i'm like of course so as i'm here he walks in with john right yeah. and they look they saw like they saw a ghost because they thought somebody was in here sticking up the joint yeah. <laughs> trying to get the clock out <laughs> thank god we didn't have to use it so good thing i knocked huh larry <laughs> do you know a little history about this particular society, St. Yeah, Sabino? Um, this society was founded over 80 years ago, about 85 years ago. A small group of uh, people from Zanza came here, about six individuals. They came to this country. All right, just get a little closer to the microphone right there. Yeah, there you go. They came to this country basically with the shirts on their back and maybe one little suitcase. That's all they had to their name. They were leaving Europe because it was very poor, no work there. They came to this country for opportunities. And keeping San Sabino, their patron saint, alive, they made sure that when they got here to America, they would form the society here in Greenpoint, New York. 
and they've been here for 80 years. And basically, we're very privileged to have the son of the of the original founder, and also the first yeah, president true of right the there. society. Um, Anthony Martino was the founder. Later on, you can see his picture on the wall. But his son Joe is only a young kid now. He's 91 years old and still running around. So Joe took me under his wings. That once I joined it, he mentored me. Now here I am. I'm here about 30 some odd years. Yeah. You know, just so you know, Larry, he he basically runs an Instagram page, Italian enclaves, and he does a bunch of other local things. Uh-huh. And he's been to the society before. So it's basically awesome that you guys connected because he's all about pushing the culture forward. Yeah. Great to meet you, Larry. Same Keep here. doing what you're doing. So yeah. you, you got to meet... We could be a resource for you. You got to meet Joe uh, San Martino, too, because... Uh, no, Joe Martino. Martino. Because, San Martino was a wrestler yeah, yeah. back in my day. <laughs> I meant to say Joe Martino. He's the, the middle guy right there, the middle president. And he has the best stories out of everybody. He's like... Joe San Pietro, like with with the stories. Yeah. So they were saying, like last meeting, they're like saying, "Can anybody say why Saint Sabino has three fingers in the air?" And I I raise my hand. And I'm like, "Father, Son, Holy Spirit." And he goes, "No, because when Saint Sabino used to eat, he used to have that for the bread, <laughs> one hand for the spoon and one for the bread." Joe's got a lot of stories, all true, and uh, we're very fortunate. And uh, when I look around. A lot of the guys I met here, probably would never have met them if I did not belong to the society. I lived far. I lived right across the street here. So uh, <laughs> I used to watch the parades back in the early 50s when they marched down Humboldt Street. Believe it or not, they covered four or five blocks as they marched. It, it's changed. We don't yeah. march anymore, though, now, right? We march. It's only just, we're, we're only on August 5th, though, right? Yeah, but that was then. Even then, it was August 5th. But there was so, everybody here was Sansies. They were Sansies. It was literally talking to the microphone, blocks, Joe. Many blocks, Larry. Large. Just, hey, I have a question for you. So, yeah. what were the boundaries, would you say, of the Italian section of Williamsburg, according uh, to streets? If you okay, uh, Meeker Avenue. Uh, once you went past Meeker Avenue, it became the Irish neighborhood, and then when you went further out, it became the Polish neighborhood. And if you stepped even further, oh, actually, it was somewhat Puerto Rican. But if you went the other end. Well, well, right here are the projects, too. So. The projects were here. They built them in 1950. I remember when they built them. And I remember, they've been always good projects. We had very little trouble over the years. There was some instances, unfortunately. But it's, it's been a good neighborhood. And um, it's changed. Like so all in this areas. direction, which way would you say it ends? Here it ends uh, by the expressway. By the expressway. Okay. So the, in the big Brooklyn Queens Expressway is more or less the boundary. By Havemeyer, no too. Yeah, Havemeyer. Right by the just church. The north yeah, Mont Carmel. Yeah. Where okay. like Mont Carmel is. There's a bunch of Italians over there too. Yeah, and then it's it's beyond that was Puerto there's, Rican. There's one block called uh, Saint Cono Way. What is it? Where's that? Cono Place or Saint Cono um, Way? A few that's, blocks that's down. a society. It's a couple blocks down off Rame Avenue. Right, right. Are you familiar with St. Cone Society or no? Not too familiar with the society, but I uh, came It's on DeVoe the or Ainsley. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it is, right? Yeah, yeah it's right there so on Graham. There's actually a major organization in which all these uh, Italian organizations belong to. In other words, the, they, we are part of them. We, we join them, and they're like, they oversee us. We're independent. Every organization is independent, but we unify, uh, 
got together to build our power, like anything else. People is power, and that's what we need. We need to have power to make sure our heritage doesn't fade away. That's why we're here today. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, one thing I do want to say, and this is something I'm really proud of, that both of the societies I'm involved in and that I come from, we didn't, we never like stoop down to the level of like getting someone else involved to help us pay our bills and such. Like we basically grind it out to really make things work. Like, so our lady of snow, we got an awesome tenant in there. His name's Antonio Pasquadillo. He's a lawyer and it really helps keep the society afloat, the rent. And you know, it was like a bunch of other churches that wanted to like basically take over and I'm glad that like we're very stubborn and we said absolutely not because that's taken away from what we believe in. I agree with that. If you put another church in. And question for you though, real quick. I don't want to, before yeah. the question escapes me, the, the statue's there, right? right? Do you, do you have they a They take them out too. Those are the statues that get processed, right? Just, just St. Sabino, right? The, the, or St. Sabino comes from St. Francis. From yeah, St. These ones don't leave here. So those they are the since they the society was originated? The statue that they use is the statue that's in St. Francis. St. Francis. And when we march with his, resides in St. Francis. And the same Church. thing for Our Lady of the, the Snow. Snow. The statue that they use is the one that we have in our hall, not the one from the church. What about these? So they stay these They stay here. Yeah. around? Yeah, yeah. why well, we do... Were they brought from Italy? Or? I, 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 I don't, don't know. I don't I, they so. may have. I, I don't know. I know where... The, the, same, the Lady the of the Snow was donated to us. Actually, one of my um, uh, friend and early members, um, <laughs> his mom had that. That was her saint. And she used to display it on August 5th, like a lot of other than the neighbors would display their saints. And of course, when she got older and no longer was able to do it, she said, hey, I'm going to donate it to your society. And there's the saint there. So we have both the Lady of Snow and San Sabino. The Saint Sabino one looks like the statue in, in Sansa. In Sansa, 100%. The Marona does not look like that in Sansa. The Marona well, they, cha- they changed her, though. Yeah. yeah. They're different. Yeah. They but changed the it. The same. It's identical, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I carry both of those saints in Italy, and Saint Sabino's so heavy. You carried him too, right, Larry? Uh, a lot, heavy, yeah, like four yeah. times heavier. It's because of the piece on the bottom. But it's funny because they're like, in Italy, they'll say because Saint Sabino has balls. That's wow. why <laughs> he's heavier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's great. Can the women say this. Every, I mean, the women. Don't say it. <laughs> Maybe some. I mean, you know, they're farm women. They're not. Words of a male. So, speaking of saints and processions, uh, today I made a post on ItalianEnclaves.com, which is the blog that I have uh, tied into the Instagram and Facebook pages, and um, it was about these two churches that are um, really uh, about to be closed in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, I, I saw that post today actually. Yeah, well, and so, in any case, they had the, uh, the one of the churches from 1904. And it's funny because this neighborhood is just like, I'd say, maybe Brooklyn, Bensonhurst, or Chinatown, Manhattan, where they live side by side Chinese neighborhoods. And that's kind of what the trend, that's what's been happening. Mm. And, and, and really funny and a really interesting thing is that some of them now are owning businesses alongside one another or doing joint ventures, like in funeral homes and stuff like that. So th- that's really a phenomenal thing that you see happening in Chicago, here in Brooklyn and Manhattan, that you don't really see too often with many other cultures living side by side one another. Mm. It probably stems from the fact that 
these are hard-working people. You know, when the Italians came here, they were taking advantage. They got the slave jobs. I know what my grandfather did. My grandfather dug graves at St. John's Cemetery. So you talk about being uh, used as a slave? He was, and so were the other people that came to this great country. A lot of these people would work so hard during the day, if not for a wage, for a loaf of bread at the end of the day. Then they'd go and they'd put whatever skills they had and apply it towards building their own church yeah. because they had to worship in the basements of other churches. Yeah, because we weren't allowed to worship right. our saints. Like, real quick, what generation are you Italian? Second? Uh, second, my grandparents were born in Italy. My parents were born here in America, so I'm second generation. What's your favorite thing? Because uh, it's funny, last meeting we had here last Thursday... We had a bunch of new members sign up, which was awesome, right? Right, it's great. And this is probably the most activity we've had. In a long time. In a long, long time. time. So it's really awesome to see that, you know, our society, St. Sabino, is making great strides. I mean, Larry's a great president. We get a bunch of letters, and we're always donating to everything there is to donate to. There's like at least 25 of us here for a meeting, and everybody, whenever, okay, do you guys want to do this for this book? Yeah, give them $100. Oh, yeah, give them $100. So that's one really good thing about this place is that they're constantly giving back. And that's surprising because that's actually not the trend. Yeah. So you guys happen to be the exception, not the rule in terms of your generosity. And that is something that really is admirable, commendable, and should be emulated by all the other societies, all the other Italian-Americans to support their societies. Even if they're not active members, this is important. You know, if you guys could rally behind one another, whatever city, whatever state, whatever side of the country you're on, to be able to have the common goal of keeping the societies together, growing them if possible, but maintaining what, what, what is still there. Well put. Well put. Uh, Ray, is there anything else? Uh, what was that um, that new board you were talking to me about? Uh, so, the, uh, so Italian enclaves, um, th at one point, it's gone through a couple of different iterations. One was... Um, it was set up so that it, it could really fund my future travels to go and, um, and, and photo document and video document all the Italian neighborhoods and the processions and stuff like that through a uh, Shopify business account. And it did well, it was successful, but it didn't really, I feel, have the, uh, the capability in terms of money raising capacity uh, that a nonprofit would have. And mm -hmm. plus a nonprofit, it just makes sense, it's logical. A few people approached me over the years and asked if I'd be interested in, in developing Italian enclaves into uh, you know, a, a history-based uh, society. So we did. We, uh, with the help of um, Mike DeSapio, um, our attorney, who's uh, one of the board members and also uh, is the president of uh, an Italian society in, in West New Jersey. I have to put you two guys in touch for sure. He's also involved with the Italian-American Baseball Foundation. I, I th did I meet him that night? I believe you did, yeah. What's his name and That's where you and I really kind of yeah, met that's for the where we first met. time, if anything. And Yeah, so uh, he was there, and that's an amazing organization, just to plug it real quick. These yeah. guys are doing phenomenal things, making huge strides. I was actually just talking to Chris Colabello the other day, and he's coming to New York soon, and he's going to be on a podcast. Awesome. He's an awesome guy. I was sitting next to him, and I didn't even really recognize him that day, and then... um. He got the award. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember you because he had that crazy playoff run with the Blue Jays right, right. that year. So, yeah, it's all, he's, a, he's a great guy, well, too. That event at uh, Carmine's on uh, Graham Avenue 
was amazing. I mean, there were so many guys there, so many ball players, all Italian American. Uh, Bobby Valentine was there. It was just uh, Brandon John, Nimmo. John Franco was the right. Yep, Nemo. Just uh, a bunch of stars and legends. And these guys, you know, these guys, um, they they could walk with kings, but they still have the common touch. You know, they they really yeah. Even people. Mike Piazza was there like last year. Right. Right. That that organization's just really taken off, and and I give them a lot of credit. They're going to soon, hopefully, be giving scholarships why, to Italian kids. That's know, why whenever ball. I can, I go to events like that because that event was so beneficial. Because that's the first time I met you, right, Chris? Like a bunch of people I met that night, and you got to be out there. You got to be out there. You got to rub shoulders Absolutely. with people. You know, you may not want to, and a lot of these things are on weeknights, and you know, we all have yeah. jobs and families and what have you, and then. You know, it's it's a sacrifice, but it's also very <laughs> like it's costly just to get out there. You need a nice outfit because you know you're gonna take pictures, and yep. you don't want to wear the same outfit you wore last time. <laughs> so, you know, all this stuff just adds rock up. Black all the time, and then you're okay. Yeah, you look talent. skinnier too. So, <laughs> you kill two birds with one stone. But to get back to that for yeah. just one second, we, we you know I've cultivated a board of uh, of like-minded people who want to preserve Italian neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and uh, you know with. Uh, the grace of God with some luck and a little hard work, um, we could roll our sleeves up and, and create a website that's basically a uh, archive of photographs from the past, present, and future of Italian neighborhoods all throughout America and their churches. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. After we're done with this, Larry's going to give you a whole tour of all the things he just found in our basement, which uh, is crazy. But I'm I just want to ask you a question. So how are you generating money like right now? So it's it's... I just mentioned before we had a shop online, a boutique. So just you're selling? Be- I, I was. I, I What I'm doing is I'm donating the inventory there to the Historical Society. Mm-hmm. And um, everything I'm doing now is just going to be completely put into the uh, into the nonprofit. Um, but as of now, I've self-funded this entire thing. Um, you know, the ad campaigns, everything, the travel, the photographs. Yeah, and that's costly because, I mean, what we're doing right now is pretty much funded by me, Rocco, and Miguel, too. It's a passion. So, it's, it's a love. And, exactly. And if you can monetize it, I give you the, you know, all, all the kudos and my, I tip my hat to you because it's hard to do that. I mean, even if you're a nonprofit, it's hard to monetize certain things. But in the end, you know what drives us is our passion. Exactly. That's all that matters. I mean, we never expected to hit 50,000 followers, but here we are two years later. You know, we're, we're constantly joking around, sending funny things in group chats. That's the best thing. You guys are so funny. When you make posts, I always crack up. Some of the, yes, the that's what That's what we want to do for stuff. that little minute, make someone's day. Yep. But we actually like posting the serious stuff like you do too, you know? So we're constantly always sending things like that. We're going to have to start sharing some of your stuff to uh, stay relevant to the younger uh, audience, I guess. Hopefully, we give you we give you some of our followers. Cause, uh, I'm willing, and likewise, that'd be great. So I know we have a, like, a little comedy aspect of our page, but then we have like the serious aspect, like Sabino said. And one of my favorite ones was uh, one from a Calabria, uh, documentary from Calabria, where there's just a bunch of uh, Italian women in their mid-40s, and they're making their children work with them to pick the, uh, the olives on the floor just to generate some oil and generate some funds for the family. And to me, that just, like, it, it makes me appreciate a little more what we have today in this day and age, you know, where our parents back then and today worked very hard, you know, to put food on our table, whereas, you know, 60, 70, 80 years ago, it wasn't, that wasn't the case, you know? They, they I mean, it was the case. They just busted their chops to the point where you wouldn't see your mother for two weeks at a time because she's working 
out of out of region to put some food on the table for you. You know it's that incredible. documentary really. Like for, yeah, I mean they were like our grandparents uh, came here separately and waited yeah. for yeah, the so other ours did. to come to arrive. Great I mean, point. Think about the devotion, the loyalty, the patience. That's just an incredible thing that's really not found this day and age. And it's also funny that you mentioned that because... And this was before the era of FaceTime and oh, exactly. text messages. A phone call. You couldn't even for, make a phone call. For months. That yeah, was all faith, blind faith. They made these leaps of faith across an ocean. And it's just crazy because, um, you, you know, if you really look at it, do you miss what you never had? So we have technology now and what have you. And, we take, you know, some people take it for granted. But by the same token, if we had like a time machine, we could go back to 1905 or whatever it is and see how they lived then. Would we be? Would we have more peace of mind? I mean, would we, the simplicity give us a better life? So these are questions that we all ask ourselves, I'm sure. Yeah, honestly, all the time because um, just to get a personal story was our grandfather, our no-no, moved to Germany first before he came here. Wow. And basically work to make money. Yeah, and he was like you just said after the war. But right. honestly, when you like my when my nonna probably like when he left, she was probably thinking I'm never gonna see him again. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't know what's gonna happen. How do you know? You hope for the best. Expect now you could track everything. It's amazing. It's crazy. And you could go like it's it's. I still haven't brought my kids overseas to Italy yet. Um, you know, we, we where, got, where are you we, from in Italy? Naples. Napoli. Napoli. Napoli right? Don. So. We want to go back so badly. My wife's from uh, Calabria, Sicily. So we've got a lot of places on the list. And, you know, we're waiting for that right time when the kids, I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. So mm, waiting for tough. that right time, you know, that we both of them could go, remember it, appreciate I enjoy it. it. And understand and what's exactly. really going on. But then I say, well, why don't we do it more, more than once, of course. And then that way, you know, it's, it's something that just accumulates memories. You know, See, growing uh, up, we went every summer. Yeah, we went, we went every, every summer. summer. That's incredible. I Perfect. probably missed two summers in my life that's amazing. going to Italy. But that's because my dad's whole family lives there. My mom, half of her family lives there. And what about your friends from the neighborhood here? Were they also from the same town? I mean, some of them. Most, most, of, my, them most of my friends, to be honest... Know? Most of my friends are my cousins, because my mom was one of seven here. Right. So yeah, like we all grew up with. That's twenty five cousins. Yeah. They're still cousins. Yeah, you know, yeah. and but like as far as the kids from this neighborhood, a lot of from Tejano, like like my sister said, a lot of Napolitan, and then there's a lot of second generation too. Sure. So. The and, neighborhood um, is empty during the summer because everyone goes back to Italy. Yeah, but like even a lot of the Giglio boys, right? They have roots in Napoli, or they just want to yep. go. To Napoli to see how the Giglio is there. How they construct it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's shout out to the Giglio guy, the Giglio boys here, but like they are obsessed and so devoted to like the Giglio traditions. We actually had a Giglio episode last year in July, and it was one of our best episodes. But um, I wanted to touch on one thing that you said about when your kids are old enough to understand. I'll never forget this, but when I was probably like 14 years old, my sister was 10, my dad drove us to a mountain where he used to watch sheep with me, my sister, and then his brother's kids, which is basically my cousins and his nieces and nephews. And he said, this is where me and your father used to watch sheep. And I swear, from that moment, I was like, I never took anything for granted. and. Right. I just said, like, you know what? I'm blessed. Um, I don't. I didn't have to watch sheep ever in my life. That humbles you down real quick. I mean, I love sheep. I like to pet them and stuff. But <laughs> luckily, like, 
that wasn't a. That's so not they, something I had a. You don't see that in Brooklyn. No, there aren't any sheep on Graham Avenue. Nope. <laughs> At least that I know of. Larry, you know, I just want to interject. When you said that, I want to say something. Is that that's what my grandfather did when he was living in Zanz as a young man. He was a shepherd. Everybody. And he he took care of the sheep, and um, that was all he knew. And he took care of the sheep, and then when he came to America, his next job for the rest of his life was digging graves. Yeah. He worked his whole life. And that's just an interesting thing, because I think the um, uh, the funeral home business or the mortuarial business, however you want to refer to the business, is uh, something that Italians have perfected in America. A lot of our members work at St. John's. Yeah, There's if like I three or four of them. If I may interject, <laughs> a man of not a few words, uh, I promise you I'm going to have Joe Martino come here one day. Yo, you know what? Can, can we invite him to the next meeting? If he could come, sure, sure. They, we usually do it the second Thursday this, every month. This but this upcoming one's the first Thursday. Right. So if you want to come, oh, I would love for you to meet Joe because he's really sure. a legend. Awesome. Yeah. That's and last uncle. meeting with Joe, he actually said uh, because he sworn in the new members. That's like his thing. He swears in all the new members, and uh, I think Larry or someone else on the board said it like Joe knows everything there is. About the society, and he goes, Make sure you ask me now because every day I forget another thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's really a legend. It's amazing. I really appreciate it. We had a, a dope episode. We had Rocco, we had Michaela, the usuals, and the two special guests, Ray and Larry. <laughs> if you haven't followed Ray at his page, Italian Enclaves, I suggest you do. It'll be in the description. Um, please reach out if there's anything you want to show us because. We love Italian history, especially your pages. All any old pictures of family. Yeah, old family. army pictures. Like I love that. Awesome. Anything else? I you just want to thank you guys for having me. I hope this uh, is one of many, and uh, we continue our friendship and uh, continue. We're only to gonna we're only gonna build from here for sure. <laughs> You're gonna see more episodes with special guests so for can sure. We open the women cello now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Larry wants. Larry gets turned up. <laughs> you guys see when when Larry drinks his own Larry. You guys, you, you're going to close the episode out. I want you to close it out, Larry. shout out something. Close it up. want to get out and give a shout out to my friends in Greenpoint, Williamsburg, and all the Sanzes. Have a great day. Look forward to talking with you guys again. Go <laughs> And here's a word from the sponsors. Shout out to Hardcore Italians. Make sure to go to www.hardcoreitalians.com. Use special code GUI. Again, special code GUI, short for Growing Up Italian, for all special discounts. Thank you.